the other response that we had was, uh, because we think this is a matter of weak men in decision-making positions, our responsibility is to build better men. And this is what we, from the rebrand on, that we've been focusing on trying to do. Like, we just need to create a better environment for men, and we need to create better men. Welcome to the Empowered Manhood Podcast, where men rediscover courageous masculinity. Pull up a chair as we gain strength from the stories of God working in the lives of ordinary men today. These men have discovered that in a world of superficiality and isolation, we need authentic brotherhood to gain strength for the battles we face every day. Brought to you by the ministry of CLC, which challenges men to an uncommon pursuit of Christ, welcome to Empowered Manhood. Hey guys, welcome back. My name is Mike Hatch. I am your host, and I'll be joined shortly by my co-host, Chris Bollinger, best-selling author of the men's devotional Daily Strength for Men. And by the way, he just released a brand new men's devotional called 52 Weeks of Strength for Men. And man, I would strongly encourage you to check it out. Each week, you start with seven Bible passages on an important topic. Then comes a rich devotional that you'll want to read more than once. Trust me, they're good. After a short but powerful prayer, you get a set of challenging questions to move your head and your heart. Look, guys, nothing here is shallow. The 52 relevant topics are grouped into four areas of exploration, including the nature of God, God in the day-to-day, big topics, and tough topics. So read it on your own, and you'll strengthen and deepen your faith. Grab some buddies, and you'll see how iron sharpens iron. So dive into 52 Weeks of Strength for Men and enrich your life with God's Word every day and every week. All right, fellas, so the wait is over. This is the second half of our interview with Jared Ellis, Pastor Jared Ellis, and we're going to learn more about the symbolism to the brass knuckles that were incorporated into the design of their church's crest. (laughs) Now, I love Jared. Uh, Man, we had such a blast together. And uh, if you listen to the first interview, he, you know, he's a character and a lot of fun to be with. And and that is true the second time around as well. So I'm looking forward to you uh, getting to hear from him. And he goes into great detail um, about how their church specifically is ministering to men and making that the church's priority, uh, teaching to men, ministering to men, calling men to be more than uh, maybe they think they can be. And uh, and I want to start with a, a passage of scripture that uh, Jared references during our interview, and it's, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 24. And I'll read through verse 27. It says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Uh, An amazing scripture, and you're going to get to hear uh, more thoughts on that from Jared during our interview today that will hopefully maybe shed some new light on it for you. Now, remember, this is a listener-supported podcast, so we depend on donations from 
you, our listeners, who would like to partner with us at CLC in discipling the men uh, who are all over the world. Um, and so you can go, if you'd like to partner with us, you can go to our website, click on the blue donate button in the upper right-hand side of the homepage. It'll bring up a uh, dialog box. Click the drop-down menu, and you can choose national fund. And then in the comments, just uh, type in there empowered manhood so that we know that you found out about us through the podcast. All right. Hey guys, looking forward to you checking this out. Let's go ahead and jump in. Here is the second half of our interview with Jared Ellis. Now, perfect timing. Explain yeah. the meaning behind the brass knuckles. So the meaning of the brass knuckles, it's this verse, 1 Corinthians okay. For, 9.27. For those who can't see because they're listening I, to the podcast right now, he just lifted right. up his forearm, which has a tattoo of brass knuckles yeah. and shining rays coming out from it. And Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The passage that that says, I beat my body and make it a slave. And if you look at the Greek, if you look at the Greek on there, the Greek is, I black my own eye and I put me in shackles. Mm -hmm. And so coming from a storytelling angle, this is what the emblem picture, this is what the, this is what I picture with the emblem, with that verse, this idea of there's a version of Jared that is driving the vehicle. And there's a version of Jared that doesn't need to be driving a vehicle. He needs to be in a straight jacket in the back seat. But that maniac every once in a while likes to climb up and stick his face up over the edge of my shoulder and start directing traffic. Hey, 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 maybe we ought to, maybe we ought to, we ought to scoot over this way. Maybe we ought to, hey, maybe we ought to honk at her. Maybe we ought to try to connect. Maybe we ought to reach out. Hey, maybe we ought to, uh, maybe we ought to just take it easy today. You know, maybe we ought to, maybe we ought to, and my responsibility, my responsibility uh, based on based on that verse, that idea of blacking my own eye is to take my elbow and throw it over the seat as hard as I possibly can, and and punish punish that creature behind me with all the bad ideas. Pull myself over, tie that dude up, and make sure he does not get control of the steering wheel at all in my life. You know, and this idea, like this idea, when Paul says, you know, I beat my body and I make it a slave. You know, it's a for us, like the, the the way this the way this this uh, these brass knuckles show up is just this idea of a fight. It's like handle yourself, like handle yourself, like do what you need to do, like discipline your like discipline yourself. Take the step. Not just not just do you need to die to Christ. You've got to submit your flesh. You've got to like you've got to push that. You got to mature. You got to grow. You got to push that under. You know it doesn't. It's like an infant. It's like having an infant rule your life. Your flesh is like having an infant in a backpack behind you, just just ruining and ruling your life all the time. It's like, I want Skittles. And it's like, okay, I'll give you Skittles. You know, it's like, this is yes, what it is. Right. You know, it's like having an infant rule your life. And that's, and to me, that's a, So you're I mean, saying you must a, beat up the infant is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, must beat up. Subdue, subdue the, the infant. <laughs> yeah. Daily. Yeah, that's brutal, isn't it? That's so dark, isn't it? Child abuse to your infant self. <laughs> uh, right, oh, right. But it's, uh, but that's the thing, you know? I mean, that's the thing. That's been the push for us. Like, you know, we've got to, we've got to step into these, we've got to step into these places, these uncomfortable places and have some honest conversations about them. Um, but it was it was met with it was met with, I mean, just I mean full acceptance. People just sure yeah 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 brass knuckles brass knuckles. I mean it's like okay all right you know um, 
Well, what you do with that, Jared, I mean, and David Murrow talks a lot about this, but you give people a visual, you give them an object, you give them brass knuckles, you tell them what it means in a way that they can tell somebody else, oh, yeah, we got, and, and they're excited about it, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, it's not what you think it means. Here's what it actually means. And then that person can, you know, pass it on. So, I mean, men, men are all over that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you give them four quadrants. You give them the explanation in a way that they understand and they can relate and mm -hmm. they can pass on. Man, it's perfect. It's yeah, perfect for, sure. for men. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, like anything else, like once you're, once you're around it and you're associated with it and you're a part of it, like you can't just be the brass knuckle church. You know what I mean? Like there's right. no, there's nothing sustainable about being the brass knuckle yep. church, but but you do need to have that as an identifiable, like yep. something that you identify with personally. Like this is, this is a part of what we are. This is a part of who we are. These are the things that we care about. Now it comes off pretty brash when you first see it. I mean, cause people walk in and they're just like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And when I say people, I don't mean, I don't mean men. I just mean like men come in and they're like, the brass knuckles. Like, yeah, it's like, okay. okay, all right. Right. If you can get away with it, like, <laughs> yeah. okay. But when they, know, when they know what it means, men and women, when they know what it means, then they're like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. all right, you know. Yeah. I thought it meant something else, right? And then right. it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, people say that. What is it, the Fight Club Church? You know? Yeah, they, right, right. You know? <laughs> you know? Now, we do, we, do, <laughs> we, do, we do do a lot of trash talk. You know, we say, like, you know. But if it did ever come down to an all-out church brawl, <laughs> I think uh, yeah, right. <laughs> that's amazing. If we had to go against somebody else, another church in town, like I think I like our odds. Like our odds yeah. are pretty good, you know. So, but, but no. So obviously that that's one way that that your church uh, emphasized manhood and yeah. in, in what you're, you know. At the same time, though, women, I'm sh I'm sure, can still relate to that. I mean, they still have to subdue their sinful nature just as much oh, sure. as we do. Sure. So, yeah. but, but one of the other things you said is that you're seeing more women come to, to the church. Can you just explain a little yeah. bit about why that is happening and, and what you've heard from them about, <laughs> yeah, about that? Uh, yeah, it's real. And, and I'll tell you when we saw it happen. We saw it happen, um, when they, when they kind of went on the shutdowns, all the shutdowns and everything, um, uh, through, through, through the COVID stuff. And, and for us, part of our response at the church was, Part of the reason we are in the situation we're in is because there's weak men in decision-making positions. Mm, and that mm -hmm. was what we, like, that was just our own assessment. It's like, there are all these weak men who are in decision-making positions and, and nobody has any sort of information. Like, nobody has any information. Like, in the early stages, like, we're looking at this and we're like, what is it? And, I mean, it was just bananas. And you couldn't get a true answer anywhere. And then everything right. was fear and everything was... And so <clears throat> part of our part of our response to it was, you know, after the initial after the initial, you know, I don't know, three or four weeks of it, uh, we took the angle of like, we're not talking about COVID anymore. Mm. Like, we're not talking about this. You know, we're not going to talk about we're not saying the C word at church anymore. Like you're going to hear about that everywhere you go all day long for who knows how long. We're not saying this word anymore. We're not talking about COVID. It's like, well, and like we're not doing it. We're just going to address and the other response that we had was, uh, because we think this is a matter of weak men in decision-making positions, our responsibility is to build better men. And this is what we, from the rebrand on, that we've been focusing on trying to do. Like, we just need to create a better environment for men 
and we need to create better men. And uh, you know, are we doing it? Like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think we are, could we do better? Probably, but man, we are like, this is what we care about. Like we want to do this because anytime you find a place where men, you know, men are, men are good, like men are good men, mm-hmm. you know, women are protected, children are protected, you know, other people are protected. I mean, rights are protected. You know, women feel more, women feel more safety. They're more, uh, more, more willing to step out. They're more brave. Mm. I mean, it's just a right. better, it's just a better environment. And so like, we need to do this. And so we need to create better men. And, um, and so part of what we did is we said, we're not, we're preaching to men from now on, just men. And, and <laughs> people were like, what do you mean? Like, so women can't come to church? Like, no, of course you can come to church. Like, you can, we want you to come to church. So come to church, like, you normally, but, but we're not talking to you. Like, we're not, we're not talking to you. We're talking to the men. Because here's the deal. We can't change all the men in the world. But if you're going to come here, then we're going to do our best to put the right information in front of you and let Jesus change who you are. And, and if you would submit to that, he'll change you. And so this is what we're going to do. And so we were, what we were online for... I think we were online for eight weeks where we are. I think we got shut down. We were about eight weeks. And so for eight weeks, it's like we're preaching just to men. And so this is what we're doing. And then when we kind of started coming back into, into our normal services, um, we just kept doing it. And I don't know how long we did it. I mean, it may have been, I don't know, maybe been close to a year to where it was just, we're just preaching to men and this is what we're doing. We're just banging away at these core principles of like men need to be better. Like the responsibility that, that God is holding men to is high. And so you got to meet it. Like, this is what it is. So then we started printing out the, <laughs> we started uploading these, uh, uh, these study guides for, for dads and husbands. It's like, here's the study guide. Walk through these study guides after church with your family. Like, this is what, this is what you need to do. So walk through these study guides with your family on Sundays. And so get after it. And so we started to, well, and it was interesting because ladies remind your husbands to get the study guide and make them walk through the study guide. And so you got these guys, uh, uh, Ephesians, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter four, like and they're trying their best to like walk through and do this. And then you kind of, you started hearing guys talking about like, you know, Hey, do you do your, do you do your study guide? No, nah, I didn't do it. Dude, why aren't you doing your study guide? Like you got to do your, like, and you you could hear these comments and to me, like instantly, I'm just like, Oh, I hope this goes to, I hope this goes to fisticuffs. Like that is so awesome. Like this is so awesome. You know, like get them freaking get them. Like that's awesome. Yeah. You know? Um, wow. And so this is what we started seeing. Well, here's the response, Mike. This is what, what I was telling you the other day on the, on the, uh, on the phone that instantly um, more women started, started coming to church and, more women got baptized in that time period and more children got baptized in that time period and more husbands climbed into the baptistry to baptize their husbands during that period than any other period in the history of the church. <laughs> it was like our goal, our goal to build better men resulted in more women and children getting baptized. Wow. It's like, do you need a different, do you need a different metric? Mm. Like, do you need a different metric that this is, this is exactly what we're supposed to be doing. It's like, this is how we operate. Like, this is what we're supposed to do. Like, this is the, it's that, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a little bit of a, little bit of a nerd on this, but uh, trophic cascade. Have you seen these trophic cascades? Yeah. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a specific video. You, you should check this out. And it's been going, it's been looping around for quite a while. Trophic cascades. 
and it's uh, how the wolves change the rivers. Have you seen this? No. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. When they reintroduce the wolves back into Yellowstone after mm -hmm. they've been hunted out of existence, the trophic cascade, the, the, the changes that happened once the wolves were put back in, once an apex predator was put back into the Yellowstone, it changed everything. It pushed the deer back up where they needed to go, pushed the elk back where they needed to go. It let the, the, the uh, scrub grass right. and, and trees and everything grow. So then the banks of the river uh, were, were more solid because they had a root system around them. There were more trees and there were more berries. So the bears moved back down into the area because there were more trees and more, and, and more berries and, and taller grass. The ferrets, the mice, and all the stuff moved back in. And so just because the wolves were introduced back into Yellowstone, everything changed. And then it started talking about the rivers. Now the rivers were more solid. They weren't meandering. They weren't wandering around. They weren't washing stuff out. It solidified everything by having an apex. It's this apex predator reintroduced back into it. You, wow. should, you should check this video. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of what we saw, this trophic cascade of yep. men brought back into the – like this is what we need to focus on. And then instantly <laughs> here comes – here comes these women and men who are, you know, baptized. It's, I mean, it's just an, I mean, it's an awesome, wow. I mean, it's an awesome season. I mean, an awesome season. Now um, mm. we had to, we had to kind of pull it kind of pull away from, you know, that for me personally, like you kind of have to, like you kind of got to come off of the guys a little bit. <laughs> you can beat them out of existence. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it becomes something that you've heard it so many times. Yeah. 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 I've heard it a million times. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, but it's 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 still a focus. It's still a focus for us. I mean, to to stop our normal, like men specifically for us, this is the standard. This is where we live. Like this is where we live. Like this is what we have to do. You know, that's awesome. And to give you kind of a my, <laughs> and I'll, then I'll shut up. But one of the things that I've seen in this church is this is the second time this one that Clinton Veneta, uh, this Bible study mm -hmm. that he started, the CLC Bible study that he started. Mm -hmm. um, this is the second time that I've been introduced, or I mean, that I've been invited um, to a Bible study within the church that I pastor. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the second time, like, where the men in our church, hey, Jerry, we're starting a Bible study. Do you want to be involved in our yeah. Bible study? And real, and real quick, Which, let me just I, give a quick background as you're saying that, just so folks, so yeah, one of your guys from your church had been listening to our podcast, uh, was inspired to start a CLC group in your church came right. to you, talked to you about it. That's he introduced you and I. You and I be, began yep. to talk. That's how our relationship started. <laughs> right. And now you guys have just kicked off uh your first CLC getting real yep. group. And so anyway, that's the context. That's right. So so go ahead. So this is a, you said this is the second men's yeah. group now? Okay. <laughs> yeah, second. Yeah, it's the second Bible study okay. that that uh that I've been I've been invited to within the church that I pastor. Yeah. You know, I mean that's men who they put together a group that, Hey, we should ask Jared to see if. He, and so now, listen. That could speak to the fact that they look at me like we still don't know if he's saved or not. Like that could be part of it. <laughs> we better know? get like, Jared could... into this group. He needs it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's still up in the air on yeah, right. whether Jared's the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's saved. Maybe he's not. I don't know. You know. Wow. Um, but uh, that's been that's been part of the response. I mean, just these these guys and and show up and they're like, "Hey, this is what we this is what we need to do. Yeah. Like, we need to we need to set this up." You know, we need to get after well, it. Well, hopefully, yeah. I, I think... And that's that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I think our listeners probably have some yeah. idea now why, as I like your church, is just such a beautiful fit with CLC. I, I, I pray that it continues to, to go well, that the group yeah. it goes well, um, because, man, all everything that you're saying right now, 
Um, I, our listeners, the staff, other folks who are involved in CLC in different ways. Oh my gosh, man. They are, they're yeah. probably just, uh, they're, they're pumped to hear about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. because this, this is in CLC. This is what we're, what you did was you empowered the men in your church. And that's something that I've, that I talk about. Obviously the name of our podcast is empowered manhood. So many men are disempowered because they are run by fear and insecurity. Uh, that's either why you you said that there are weak men in leadership, or there's a leadership void altogether, male leadership void, right? right? And women often get sucked into that void <clears throat> right. to take the place. What sure. what you've done sure. is you've you've affirmed them and and empowered them to take on those those leadership roles, and clearly it's made a huge difference in your church. That's amazing. Well, <clears throat> let me let me let me make sure I'm I'm very clear. Like I'm not I am not a good leader. I'm not. I'm not a good organizational leader. I'm I'm not, I'm not. You're, this is you're not, an Enneagram seven. You're not a um, good leader. You're right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you're a great storyteller and a great I'm, preacher. <laughs> there you go. And listen, and I'm surrounded by geniuses. Amen. I mean, I really am. I'm surrounded by geniuses and some of the most solid people on the planet. Yeah. And because of that, honestly, I mean, this is part of part of the part of what we've had at the church like they they opened up the door like they were they were welcoming to this idea of like yeah we do want to be better like we're going to pull back some of the stuff that would normal, normally be restrictions within the church and and listen when you walk in i mean like it's not like our our place is not a it's not a be- <laughs> It's not a beautiful, you know, aesthetically pleasing, you know, if you soft, warm, <laughs> like you walk in, it's, it's four, sh- it's four shades or five yeah. shades of, uh, you don't, of, uh, you, of wood, you don't have of wood grain on tables um, or anything. <laughs> there's no silk flowers <laughs> in the windows. There's no, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's these big metal, these big metal shields yeah, right. that are hanging on the wall that have these, embl- I mean, they're just massive metal i love it um i love it i mean it's so to my, i mean and 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 i'm and it's not like it's like oh it's such a masculine environment i'm probably the least masculine guy in in our entire in our entire church i mean it's, i mean and i mean that these guys are just for anybody watching the I video of this interview there. right now will be surprised to hear you say that because you look like a masculine no guy. it's so, but it's a hundred <laughs> well it's a hundred percent true though yeah. i mean it's it's they have just they have i mean i'm not a good leader i think a lot yeah. of things that's that's worked for me hmm. has been uh what i said earlier that this curiosity and this adventure thing like wow. I, like i'm like i think that's a thing that god gave me and i'm going to pursue it and it just so happens some of these some of these alleyways that i've been able to run down yeah <laughs> there's people down there who are just like yeah i think it's a great idea that's what's awesome. wrong with it you know all right, so um, but it's been good, dude. It's a, it awesome. sounds amazing. So we're running up close on time here. So I wanted to, sure. I wanted to to close up, but I want you to kind of share a little bit though about you. You have a podcast. Um, I know you've yeah. also contributed to Renew dot org uh, considerably. Yeah. Um, and so just if you wouldn't mind, just share a little bit about where folks can find you online. How would they want to connect with you or follow what you're about and what you're doing? Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that you'll find, I don't know that you'll find much. Um, the homilist, the homilist.com, yeah. um, is, uh, is the podcast. You can find that, uh, that's, that's the website, mm-hmm. you can, but you can find it on Spotify, Apple. I mean, everything else, uh, the homilist, okay. uh, I haven't been extremely busy on that. I've been working on another project, which I went, I got a couple of questions I want to ask you too. Uh, Great. Yeah. Um, as far as things you've been working on, yeah. um, 
and and I'm and so there's been some there's been a pretty good lull while I've been working on another project. Okay. And uh I'm uh, so there hasn't been a whole lot there. Social media stuff, don't do a whole lot of social media, not yeah. uh you know. Uh, so not, not too much there. Name of the church fellowship regional church mm-hmm. in Iola, Kansas. Um, it's, we, we do a live stream. We've got a, we've got a, uh, another campus that's 70 miles South of us that, that joins us online. And, okay. um, so yeah, there's not, I mean, there's just not, there's nothing, there's nothing. I mean, it's one of those things like Mike, you can hear about it and you can go, Oh my gosh, it sounds really incredible. And then you look, it's like, eh, it's pretty, you know, yeah. but but I'm telling you, if you're on the in, if you're on the inside and you get to see some of these stories unfold, Man, you know, and yeah. you've met Clinton Veneta. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And when you see, you see some of the dramatic life changes that have, that have happened. Yeah. God's at work. God's, God's, uh, God's blessing what we're doing. And, and I mean, it's got, it's got zero to do with us. I mean, and I mean it like I'm, I'm a poet, a singer, songwriter, like a, like it's my buddy. So, yeah. Um, um, and, and that's, that's so much more, um, that's so much more my vein where, um, it's, it's not tough guy stuff. Yeah. Um, so, well, um, we're, so that's some of it. We're going to probably have to have you back on. Uh, and so, but I, I know you've got, I don't know how many episodes you've got on the homilist, uh, that, that podcast, but I'm, there's enough there. I know that, that folks can kind of listen in and learn more about you that oh, way. Yeah. Of course, you've got material yeah, on renew.org. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. So let me, I'll tell you what, let me pray for you before, as we wrap up. And, uh, and then sadly, gotcha. we'll, <laughs> we'll say goodbye, but let me pray. Father, <laughs> you are so good. Oh my gosh. You are such a good father. Thank you, Lord, for, uh, thank you for this, this time together, God. And, uh, and for Jared and the influence he's having, even though God, I, I, I so appreciate his humility and claiming not to be a good leader. Um, and Lord, that's, pro- that's probably true. Um, but God, I thank you that he's able to lean into the gifting that you've, you've given him and, uh, and not try to be all things to all people, God. I pray that you continue, um, to, to impress that on his heart, empower him in that, um, and empower others around him, Lord, to really lead, uh, his church. Thank you, Father, for the men there that are being impacted. Um, we praise you for this time together now. I entrust Jared, his family, his children to you, his dogs to you. <laughs> God, pray for your protection and uh, and continued provision in his life and his ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Mike, thank you. Jared, thanks for being with us, brother. Yeah.